Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to another episode of DIY Money. DIY Money. I don't know how we evolved into that. I like it. I really do. It expresses the diversity in our personalities. Boom. That was, you've been waiting for me to ask that. That was at the ready. For months. That was at the ready. All right, Daniel. Uh, first of all, an apology. I want to want to shout out a little apology. We got stuck uh, with a delay. We missed a couple episodes. I got a couple of emails. I, on one hand, I kind of dig it because it shows me how much uh, demand is out there for the DIY Money podcast. Uh, on the other hand, it tells me we got to get our A game on. We got to get our act together. You know what I dig? What do you dig? All the emails go to you. Boom. Yeah, we're going to change that. We're going to Derek soon. Uh, Derek, the intern. Hey, if you're new to the show, uh, thanks for tuning in uh, on the podcast. But uh, we do something a little special around here. Send us a question. It's real simple. Hit up the iPhone. Somebody hasn't told me, by the way, how to do it on Android. Please do that. I might no one's a, listening on an Android. I might have a little something special for you. Uh, send me your questions. Uh, iPhone, hit the voice memo. Uh, record a, a voice memo and then email it. You can. There's a little button that says send to and you can send it through your email. It's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. And if we choose to use your question, we will send you a $25 Amazon gift card, e-gift card through your email. And uh, you can use that on whatever. So we've got a great question today. Joseph Young college student asking about retirement accounts. What do you got, Joseph? Hey guys, it's Joseph from Phoenix. I'm a 19 year old currently in college and I've heard a lot about Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs, but I'm having quite a bit of trouble knowing how to start it and where to start it. I know there's companies like Fidelity and Vanguard, but how do I know which one is right for me? Thank you. Okay, I'm going to kick it over to you in a second, but I want to flip the script a little bit because usually I kick it over to you. You give me your eloquent speech, yada, yada, and then I come back and whatever. But here's what I like about this question. I like this question because Joseph is asking about the the literal process by which one opens this account. And, and why and what. Here's what I, there's a pandemic in our society that drives me absolutely nuts when people just nod like they understand. And I'm here to tell you, that's going to cost you money in life. If you go to the mechanic, the auto shop, and, and he tells you you need this rotor, rooter, timing belt, fan thing. Pull your timings ain't not around gear shifter and train mission. You feel next year and you feel injector sassed out. And you have no idea what he's talking about. You are going to nod and just agree, and you're going to end up spending a lot of money. All of us need to get in a better habit of not doing anything until we literally understand exactly what it is and why we're doing that. I have this great process by which when someone's telling me that I need to do something, buy something, etc., 
and I don't understand it, I ask them multiple times, and it usually goes like this. I say, no, I, I don't understand. Can you explain that again? They say it. I think this is fascinating. They actually say the exact same thing again. They just kind of do it slower. And I say, no, I said, I don't think you're getting me. I really don't understand what you're saying. Then I throw this in. I go, please explain it to me like you're explaining it to a fifth grader. And and then they try to articulate it. And if I still can't understand it, I don't do it. Because if they can't articulate it like they're explaining it to a fifth grader, then forget it. It's not for me. Joseph, I love your question because so many people are are getting caught up with the particulars regarding tax advantage, non-tax advantage, et cetera, regarding a Roth or an IRA, uh, and they don't even know what this thing is. So let me explain a couple of nuances that most people probably don't know, but they pretend they do, and this could get them into trouble. First and foremost, an IRA or a Roth IRA, much like a 401k, is only the vehicle by which you invest. So it is a bucket, if you will. Imagine a basket or a bucket, and it is titled IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, or joint or individual account, okay? Can be all of those titles. That's your bucket. Now, this is where a lot of people get confused. You can put almost anything you want into the bucket, Now, I don't mean, yes, the money, but the money can buy almost anything you want to go into that bucket. So, for example, uh, many people, when they have an IRA or a Roth IRA, they choose to buy mutual funds, stock mutual funds, bond mutual funds. That's fine. They can also buy individual stocks. They can also open an IRA at a bank, again, the bucket, and own a CD. So it is only the vehicle by which you're holding some sort of investment with your dollars. Did you know that you can actually own tangible real estate? It's not something we advise or do, but you can in a IRA or a Roth IRA. So, Joseph, I love your question because, again, what you're talking about, first and foremost, is you're talking about opening up a bucket. Now, I'm going to let Daniel touch on this a little bit. But the first thing you need to decide, and we'll get to your specific question, but this is for the audience as as a whole. The first thing you need to decide is what bucket you're going to open and why. So, Daniel, he said he's 19 in college. Uh, What are some things to consider regarding what bucket he needs to open? Well, if we're talking primarily about retirement account buckets, uh, the primary difference there is going to be uh, tax now or tax later. That is when you pay the tax. So uh, with a Roth IRA, you're going to pay tax now. You're not going to pay tax on uh, withdrawals later in life, as long as nothing changes with the law. Uh, On a traditional IRA, you're going to get a tax deduction now, and you're going to pay tax later when you take it out. Generally speaking, rule of thumb, uh, we don't always like to go with rules of thumb, but this one here is pretty good. Uh, Generally speaking, when you're young, uh, around his age, you are going to have a fairly low taxable income uh, all the way probably, you know, 19 through your 20s. Can I interject here? And uh, the first thing I want to make sure Joseph knows is he needs income. So this is true. This is not, Joseph, this is not, a lot of people are, you know, they're younger and they think, well, I hear this, I should get a Roth, I should get a Roth. Well, you have to have earned 
income, you know, not the cash on the side jobs. And I'm assuming, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but, but that's a caveat. So a lot of people say, well, I should open up a Roth for my kid who's in middle school. Great idea, but you ha- they have to have earned income. So what, what I mean, again, not the side job where you're, somebody's giving you 50 bucks or 100, unless you report it. That's a different, that's a different scenario, unless you report it. Uh, but ultimately, you need to be getting a paycheck, some sort of paycheck. Could be a part-time job, be a full-time job. But for every dollar that you earn, you can you can ultimately put that into a Roth or an IRA. Uh, again, now there's caps, there's limits on how much you can put in. But that's the first thing is you have to have earned income. Uh, sorry to interject, Daniel, but I do think that's important. Go ahead. Well, that it's important. It's kind of the law uh, that you have to have earned income to put that income then into a retirement account. But primarily speaking, between those two, it's just a tax question. Again, rule of thumb, when you're younger and you're in a lower tax bracket, so those two things combined, you're young and you're in a low tax bracket, the Roth IRA is the way to go. As your tax bracket moves higher um, over time, as you create more income, that's the point at which you might start looking at a traditional IRA or other methods. Now, if you are in the camp where you're in school or something, you don't have earned income, uh, but you're getting cash on the side for various jobs or so forth. One, uh, generally speaking, you have to report all income for your taxes. uh, So it'd be a good idea to do report that. But if for some reason you have unearned income that you want to figure out how to do something with, and you can't put that into a retirement account, you can just put that into a what's called an individual investment account, let it live there. And sometime in the future, you can uh, then move that over, convert that to a retirement account if you want. Now, uh, perfect. Uh, So just to recap, you do need earned income. If you don't have earned income, let's say you're doing side jobs, you're getting paid for whatever, you're getting into cash, and you say, look, I want to invest this money. This is a thing, I I just think it's amazing. I get this question a lot. You know, okay, I'm doing Roths, I'm doing my 401k, uh, but what else can I do? And I said, I say to people, well, open up an investment account. Uh, what do you mean? Well, a non-retirement, just an account in your name or you and your wife or you and your spouse or whatever the case may be, and put money in it and invest. Oh, I can do that? Yeah, you can. It, it's a, And again, that's one of the things people, people, a lot of people don't realize you can do that. You absolutely can do that. Now, Joseph, your question specifically was in regards to where and what to consider. Now, if this was maybe even five years ago, I would have some pretty strong feelings on exactly where you want to go. But in today's day and age, it's such a commodity that I really don't. It more comes down to user experience, which I'll let Daniel touch on in a second, uh, and fees. Ultimately, though, it's kind of like your first cell phone number. I have the same phone number I've had since I was in college, I think, pretty close to it. Maybe maybe right after college, I changed phones, whatever the case is. But I've had it for you know 20 years. I have the same Gmail, private Gmail address that I've had for since Gmail became a thing, and I left Yahoo. It was a bad breakup, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so you're going to probably get accustomed to this platform and you're going to evolve with it. So I would stick with, you know, one of the big three or, or big four, and that is your Vanguard, Fidelity, Schwab, or TD Ameritrade. Those are sort of the big four 
um, that that you're that you're interested in. I would say, in my personal opinion, the one that the differentiating factor would come down to, if in the future you think you might want to own stocks as well, and then that basically eliminates the Vanguard. That because that's Vanguard is going to be only mutual funds. So that would then direct you towards the Fidelity, uh, Schwab, or the TD Ameritrade. And, and those are basically the, the three uh, common firms, and there's others, there's you know, some new self-directed ones that have evolved over the years. Uh, but in my opinion, I would stick with the big three or four, but it comes down to, you know, in the future, you think you want to buy some stocks uh, in, in this account or another, um, and if so, then again, unfortunately, that eliminates Vanguard. So what would you say to that, Daniel? Yeah, I agree there. Uh, I think if you are solely opening a retirement account, then you've essentially established what the goal of that account is, which means you have kind of a time horizon and investment allocation that you might want to go for. And so I think the big three that you talked about, the Vanguards and Schwabs, et cetera, uh, your best option there is to open the account, look for probably a target date fund or a total stock market fund, and just invest in that. The reason that you do that, one, you're getting great diversification, you're getting a investment allocation that fits your goal, uh, but you're paying exceptionally minimal fees. So uh, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, but what you're alluding to, if you didn't specifically mention it, was at Vanguard and Schwab, you're not paying a fee for advice on top of the fees that the mutual funds are charging. And the fee for a target date fund at Schwab or Vanguard, uh, I know for sure, and their total stock market funds are as close to zero as you can get. They're 0. 0.02 eight. or 3%. Oh, eight, I thought they were eight. Basically. Something, I mean, under 0.10%. So under one-tenth of a percent uh, annually is the fee for them to basically uh, buy and sell stocks underneath that mutual fund for you. Etc. And so that's a really uh, pretty exceptional deal when you're just starting out. All you basically have to do is add money to that account on a regular basis and then press the button to buy that mutual fund when it comes in. You buy mutual funds in dollars. So what you'll do is you'll uh, log into your brokerage account after you have put uh, money in. Uh, I'm speaking in this terms, uh, Schwab. I think Vanguard, you might be able to actually automate it. Uh, but at Schwab, you'll have to log in and say, you know, buy $100 worth of this fund since I've just put $100 in, uh, that target date fund, total stock market fund, whatever. The target date fund is good because theoretically you can kind of set it, forget it. So if you're uh, if you're going to retire around uh, 2060 or whatever it is, you pick the 2060 fund and it'll gradually scale back uh, on equities and increase bonds over time. Now, there are newer fangled options with a better user experience per se, the betterments of the world and the van, uh, not vanguards, wealth fronts of the world. So uh, betterment wealth fronts. And then Schwab actually now has a robo advisor with integrated financial planning for a monthly fee as well. The thing to just be aware of there is you are going to pay a fee on top of the investment fees. And that is for investment advice or planning or something ancillary doesn't sound like in this case that's necessarily a need so don't pay for more than what you need if you if you can accomplish at schwab or vanguard what you're essentially doing at betterment and save yourself a quarter of a percent sounds like a little bit but multiply that out between now and retirement you're going to save yourself real dollars and so if you don't need that investment advice don't pay for it uh, if you do need it uh at some point down the road you can pay for it um and go ahead and get that
All right. To summarize, Joseph, excellent question. Uh, I'm going to just go out on a limb. I'm going to say uh, go to Schwab.com. Again, why would I choose one or the other? This is what I would personally do. Normally, you'll hear me recommend Vanguard, Vanguard, Vanguard. But I do think that there's an element down the line where you might want to pick up some individual stocks, whether you get interested in it. I don't know. You're young in your career of this. I, I love what Daniel's saying, though. Target date funds. But open that IRA or Roth IRA, depending on what you want to go. And if you don't, you can open up an individual account. Find a target date fund. Sort of automate it, forget it. Uh, but that allows you then down the line, if you wanted to pick up, you know, 100 shares of XYZ as an investment longer term, you could do that without having to open another account. It was a great question. Derek will be in touch to send you your $25 gift card. Keep up those grades and enjoy that desert heat. All right. Great show. We're not going to miss a beat. We're going to be on to our next question in just a bit. So stay tuned for the next podcast coming in the next couple of days. And again, send us your question. It's very easy to do. You can get yourself a $25 gift card. The secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to. 